0: Broadcasting Company. One more thing. One fifty. wrapping up a Tuesday afternoon here at the Gypsy Kitchen in Buckhead. I want to thank Grady Jared for stopping by and thank him for hosting the Lunch with a Legend series today. Brought to you by First Horizon Bank. We'll talk to Chuck and Chernoff momentarily. They're in studio. I guess uh, some changes were made this morning. They were supposed to be a tech. They can fill us in momentarily. One more thing, though, before we talk about anything else, concerns, JT Daniels, of all people. CBS Sports put together a long-form article talking to JT Daniels and calling him essentially the poster boy of the portal era. Of course, Southern Cal, Georgia, West Virginia, Rice, four schools in a six-year career, and he calls it quits as he still has double vision, he says, suffering from a series of concussions. But he really was that first guy to take the portal by storm, even though Justin Fields was the first name when I thought of and heard of the portal that was brought up. JT
2: Daniels was the guy that was transferring all over the place. He made transfer it cool, Steve West. But I'm assuming until he got to Rice, he never cashed in on those transfers. It's a different situation than Caleb Downs that we've been talking about here. Yeah, he he
0: had like a Zaxby's card, so he got...
2: You know he got the uh,
0: you know one of those zalads. Uh, yeah, he you didn't. Know, not, uh, not, don't you know, sleep
1: on that. I know. I know. Listen,
0: uh, uh, the 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 salad is back uh-huh. with the egg rolls. I understand right. all that, but that doesn't pay the bills. You know fried what I mean? or uh, You got to go if you are going to do that. I think you have to go fried. Yeah. Yeah, you are not yes. living us, yes. right? Egg. Yeah. I mean, if you are going
1: to go to Zaxby's, I mean that's you. the
3: way
0: to do can it. Can I tell yeah. you?
1: Don't sleep on the cheddar bites.
3: Oh, I agree. Fried yeah. cheese. They hand it to you out a window. To win. And you can and you
0: can purchase the egg rolls separately now. Tell me about the egg rolls, though. The egg rolls are very, very, very good. They're a part of that uh, salad mm. that they're featuring right now. What I don't understand is why they did away with the shakes, mm-hmm. and why the shakes still aren't back. Mm. Major Fair. disappointment. I, I, but the point is oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> with, with JT Danos, remember, he had the, the Zaxby's card. That was right. like a big deal. Right. Not not money in his pocket, mm-hmm. just chicken in his pocket. But if we were but all anyway, 22, I'd love to have his
2: ex. He's yeah, that's good.
0: true. You don't know any better. What you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. But it's a, it's a pretty interesting read. He said, I don't have anything on social media, so I had no idea that people were criticizing me for transferring. You had an idea.
2: Somebody was telling you something, right? The well-traveled JT Daniels. <laughs> Remember the night that he had the big game against Mississippi State and Georgia thought they had their guy going forward?
1: He was supposed to be the, the, the like, this is the turning of Kirby Smart's offense to now the guy who's going to air it out. And everybody, including us at the beginning of the Stetson era, kept waiting for the day when he was going to give the job back to JT and kept waiting and kept waiting to yeah, the they, point where in the national championship game, people were starting to put on social media, JT's warming up. Yeah. He was never going back in that game. It's the reflection
3: well, of what we put on recruiting and the next guy and anticipation versus being happy with what we have in the moment. JT Daniels, remember what did Vanderbilt? Now, granted, it was Vanderbilt, but they were on the road in the conference. They got up like 35 to nothing, snap your fingers, and then they yanked everybody. And that may have been the high-water mark. My understanding was it got to the point where every Saturday morning, it was JT, how do you feel? And Kirby was like, F this, I'm not going to live like this. Like, that was the reason for the move.
0: And not only that, remember that Florida game. You had guys, you know, in the media, guys like us saying, okay, it is time to go back to JT Daniels. Losing the SEC championship game, now is it time to go back to JT Daniels. Going into the Orange Bowl against Michigan, are we going to see JT Daniels? I mean, the conversation just kept going and going that
2: year. When the Stetson-Bennett story hits the silver screen, who plays Bennett The scrappy, small-town Southern kid. And who plays JT Daniels, the Hollywood five-star?
3: It can be the hottest guys around because, did you see? Have you ever heard of Griselda, whoever from Columbia that ran the cartel in the late 70s and early 80s? I think there's a Netflix special out on her right now. (laughs) Exactly. Have you seen Griselda, pictures of her in real life? She's a three technique.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so she doesn't look like Sophia Vergara who's Sophia playing her? Is that what you're saying? playing her <laughs> okay. in the movies. I see yeah. what you're doing. I don't think we're supposed to reference the three technique anymore in 2024. Well oh, she killed
3: people. She can take the verbal slings. Okay. Uh, I would say if so Jesse... they can
1: play whoever the hottest guys are will play them. Chuck, please. If Jesse Eisenberg <laughs> was younger, he would have been the perfect candidate to play Stetson Bennett. I mm-hmm. just don't know if he can pull it off now. Like James Franco, if he was younger, could have been JT Daniels. There, there you wrong. go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Channing Tatum. But Stetson, though, you need somebody just a little bit nerdy, but just like the twinge of enough athleticism to make us believe it, and then all of a sudden you watch him play and go,
3: okay.
2: Who plays the role of Kirby Smart?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Um, so you're looking for somebody who's, hold on, who's holding on to, like, the frat boy haircut. But <laughs> oh, his- no. <laughs> you
3: can do anything you want. He's
1: probably, in, is self-admittedly, 20, 25 pounds heavier than he wants to be because of the lifestyle of coaching.
3: Um Wow
1: this this is Hang a, on.
3: I think you get a Brad Pitt and tell him let yourself go for a couple of See months. now I, I think <laughs> it would be tight casting,
0: but I think Kyle Chandler reprising his role as a coach would be perfect there. You let him grow the hair, have him put on about ten or fifteen pounds. It would be perfect. The problem is everybody would see Friday Night Last.
1: I'd see him as Coach Taylor. And that's yeah, sort of that's right. sort of the issue. But what you're you're on to something there in the fact that he could probably show you how to pull it off. Now maybe there's an unknown and this is the beauty of finding that next great actor oh my gosh who is this guy and now all of a sudden he's Kirby Smart which you know would across the nation fill up theaters.
2: Yeah I mean this has the potential to be the new Rudy it really does and resonate with a whole different uh, audience I'm hearing a cheer coming from
1: uh, the field level of the stands they're chanting Stetson Stetson. <laughs> I thought the the JT Daniel stuff was so funny. I'll never forget somebody put a post up. I think they did their parade. The first one on a Saturday in Athens in the rally. Somebody put, I think I think JT's coming in during the parade. Like they were waiting for him to remove Stetson from the first, uh, you know, uh, part of the parade to show up and take over. Like he won something. And he was almost like. Remember when he would go in for games and walk in
0: and the clothes he would wear it was Mm -hmm. almost like he was this fashion icon Mm -hmm. as well it was very strange like he was a cult figure JT Daniels we forget on a side note do we think we're ever going to hear from Stetson again it's a very interesting question will we see him in a Rams uniform again I know Sean McVay was very non-committal when it came to that and we still
1: don't know anything more than what we're all supposing where right. he is, but that's never been confirmed. It's just a weird set of circumstances.
3: He was always a very authentic person, though. Good, bad, or in the middle. I mean, he showed up for the Heisman ceremony. You're supposed to be, like, kind of blinged out a little bit. He wore his varsity letter jacket. Didn't he Which I in?
0: didn't know existed still. I, I <laughs> thought that was great, him wearing the Georgia varsity jacket. Didn't we
1: see him at the Georgia-Georgia Tech game, too, where he, he just showed back up, like he was in the stands this season? He yeah, looked? he was, and I think he was on the
0: field for one of the games, and he, he looked pretty good. He, I mean, he looked like he was in a good place physically, but uh, you're right. I, I don't know when he's going to speak or if we're ever going to find out the truth. Interesting.
2: Hmm.
1: Maybe if a good journalist
2: his... would find out. If he yeah, gets... I'm going to go do some digging right now, Matt, if you'll excuse right. me. If he gets his life together, and again, we don't know what's going on in his life, but could there be a redemption story here in Atlanta for Stetson Bennett down the line? Who knows? Hmm. Well, that would be something. It's food for thought,
1: Steve. Food for thought. Food for thought. <laughs>
0: I, I'm starting to – I don't want to believe this, but I'm starting to believe it, though, when Buck says they have no interest in Georgia players. I mean, this is beyond coincidence now, is it not? I just – I can't believe it. Tell me what, what their no, mo- motivation would be. Yeah, that's silliness. I, 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 no, I just – I don't understand why they're passing on Georgia just, players so I, over the years I to don't, take
1: a guy like Troy Anderson. I know, but, but here's the thing. Go look at what's going on in Philadelphia with all I the know. Georgia players. It's not exactly – like, Jalen's awesome. Don't get me wrong. But the rest of them – been A bunch of injuries and guys can't Nolan Smith can't get on the field, uh, can't stay healthy, right? We got a, we got a bunch of players that are just like, okay, I, I, I'll stick to my guts. It's nothing more than coincidence. I know people we have different regimes nope. and different nope. GMs, it's nothing. nothing. I'm just
3: saying, to quote
0: can't
1: again. You, can't you just say that about anything? I'm just yeah. saying, and that's well, a, it's, <laughs> well, what that is, is I a have, transition. Right.
3: I have justified my comments. Now well, let's you, move well, on. You
1: can't
0: think fast. Yeah, when you you can't think fast enough to segue into something else, you just say you're just saying, and then you can move on to the next topic. Like, I'm getting tired. I am getting worn out physically and mentally Mm -hmm. just trying to keep an eye on who the
1: Falcons want first and second
0: and third and fourth interviews Mm -hmm. with. It's tiring now. So I can't imagine
1: how they feel. I would tell you to stop only because we're in the second round of the interviews, and there'll be some clarity there. What's more important, and if we lived in a city that really had – a page six, a gossip thing. This Belichick McKay blank love triangle is one of the greatest stories ever. And, and Nick, I'll take you back to midseason when everybody's screaming about Arthur Smith. And I'm like, guys, fire him, fine. Who's making the next hire? And we all sat in this room was like, that matter? And I'm like, no, it does matter. Arthur has this weird sort of like, I can't let go of Rich. And now his choices are if he wants Bill, because I still think it's Bill when it's all done. But does Blank have such an attachment to Rich that he won't go through with what he wants in Bill? Or does he have to go to Rich and go, Rich, i got to let you go or move you around because I want Bill for three years? This is so awesome that everything I called was exactly right.
3: Poll the three of you because I do believe the reports that Arthur is far and away clear beyond any doubt. He wants Belichick yesterday. I believe those reports. If those reports are true and Belichick doesn't get any other offers— He's gonna be the coach. Um, what do the three of you think?
1: So I, I here's where I am. Guys, I believe the this. reports. Arthur has wanted Bill from the jump. I think the, you've got two separate searches: the Arthur search and the football operations staff. Who knows if Bill's sure. in? We're gone, so they're going through all their due diligence on all this other stuff, and they should because there's always the snag that could happen. Bill could decide I don't want to. Arthur, but could if have there's a, not another know, job. But it doesn't. That doesn't matter. I'm telling you right now, that is not part of this at this point. I think this is. This comes down to, if Arthur wants Bill, Arthur's going to get Bill. He'll outspend anybody for Bill he will do whatever, because I think Arthur's got his mindset on it. But the rest of it is Nick, I believe, is Rich and Terry going through all the due diligence. We recommend Bobby Slowick, or we recommend Mike McDonald, because that's what we think best for self-preservation. This whole thing is a nightmare. And he looks at Rich and says, I wish I could
2: quit you. (laughs) Why do you think Arthur blank can't quit Rich? Is it that he doesn't think he knows enough football after 20 years as the owner that does he not trust anyone else in the building so out there that, in Flowery I think, right. I think Rich, is, Rich is his right-hand man. Correct.
0: He, that's the guy he trusts
1: more so than anybody else, There's sometimes Zach, to his detriment. Zach Klein had it today, too, that he called him his closest friend, his confidant, somebody that he trusts to give him all the info around the league because Rich has all these connections to the rules committee, and, I mean, he's been around the league for a long time. Like, it is a very strange— he's Yoda? yes that's i mean that's what this is and the sad part of this no matter who the coach is going to be bill or any of the other candidates folks you can't go in believing it's going to work cuz this this chain of command has not proven they know how to pick a coach they've they've had one success story with mike smith and then some blips throughout the rest blips but nothing outside of mike smith and mike was about the fifth choice so i give them credit for getting it but it took a while to get there whoever they introduce on that podium A, the explaining that they're going to do if it's not Bill is going to be fascinating. The explaining they're going to do if it's Bill because Rich won't be there, Nick. This whole thing is, I mean, it is a soap opera.
0: And I just can't see, I don't know if Bill's going to be okay with Arthur being on the field. You can make a case either way there at the end of games. I know he's not going to want to be a part of those Monday meetings if Rich somehow sticks around. There's no
1: way he's going to want to sit there on Mondays and talk to them. Did did Kraft ever sit in the post-game pressers because, you know, Arthur's
3: at all the that. postgame stuff. Like, you
1: know. Does Craft do that?
3: Oh, I don't uh, know that. I don't, I've seen Arthur. No.
0: Yeah, sitting in the front row oh, there. Was I, weird. I'm not really sure. It's
3: it's it's his team. It's his. It's it's his team. Mm-hmm. We all know that. Um, he can do whatever he wants to. He can be upstairs eating the media meal, or he can stand in line at a concession stand. It's his so, his team. It, but if your bo- it's just weird.
0: It is. It, it, it's, it's, if your boss came in the room, our boss yes. came in the room, and just Q&A. sat there. It's offsetting. <laughs> and watch the about show. About everything you did yeah.
1: right or wrong. You, you can't help but keep looking over to him like, what are you doing here? What do you want? No, it, it's absolutely very – it's, like, different than anything else you'll see. There's part of this that, like Chuck said, it's his, and he wants to be close to it. So I guess it's harmless when it's all said and done. But I've been in those post game pressers, and you look around, and it's 15 media members and the owner sitting between them. It's like something doesn't belong.
2: There are two owners that I think of for their presence on the field, their presence in front of the franchise, and it's Arthur Blank and and it's Jerry Jones. And we've seen how that has worked out over the years for Jones. I can see doing that to a run-of-the-mill coach, the hot new offensive mind guy that you're bringing in, somebody that doesn't have that level of experience Guys, we're talking about the greatest of all time here. He's going to cut a wide swath for himself in terms of what he will and what he will not tolerate. It may not stop with, with Rich McKay.
1: So I would ask, too, as the Falcon fan, and a lot of them don't want Belichick, but if this comes down to Bill or Rich, folks, you want Bill for the three years so they can reset the franchise. Yeah, that's true. And I don't want this to sound personal against Rich McKay. I barely know Rich McKay. It's not personal. I just think Rich has been in over his head. Since the day he got here, he might have had success in Tampa, and I don't know, nor could I speak on that. I know what Rich has and has not done since he's been here, and the misses uh, far outweigh the makes, and what he's done for this franchise. All right, today
0: is the twenty third of January. It's time oh, to go back in time and check out some things that happened on this date in the world of music. Eric Clapton and Company is band Cream. They released their last album called Goodbye. Anybody got some pot? <laughs> it's really hard to listen to a lot of cream songs mm-hmm. if you're not dropping gummies I guess nowadays <laughs> it's really tough like this song this would be perfect to drop gummies to hmm. and just sit back
1: and let it play I like how you say drop gummies I like that
0: yeah well I mean I, I don't do them and no. I don't know what the
1: vernacular Clearly. is per se But
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like acid. You, dro- you drop acid right. okay well okay. you take gummies you take <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not a part of the counterculture like <laughs> yeah. you guys are
3: you melt the gummies in a spoon, then put it in a syringe.
1: <laughs> well, that would be interesting. You inject it between your toes. There you go. So no <laughs> one sees the track marks. <laughs> so wait, what, what, did you have a uh, net worth on Clapton? Um, I don't have a net
0: worth. I just have the band cream. Clapton, I'm sure, has done all right for himself. Let me look. Let me over look. The years.
1: Yeah, you please uh, look that up as we continue he to is, uh, a net it. What's that? Nothing. Go ahead. A net worth of uh, $450 million. So he's
0: doing all right, yeah. is what you're saying. There's a guy that kicked heroin. Happened. True. Yeah. I'll say it again. I'm just saying. <laughs> 1976 <laughs> on this date, David Bowie's 10th studio album, Station to Station, is released. Peaks at number three, featuring golden years.
2: 70s on seven. <laughs> he made a lot of money in the 80s. And he was—he just passed away. Nobody knew he was sick. I didn't. All I didn't of know that. he was—all
0: of a sudden, he was dead. This guy's dead.
1: Liver cancer.
0: Um, yeah, he had cancer. I don't know what the specific cancer was, but. Are he, oh, he's dead now. He is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's been dead for a while. Yeah. Uh, 1978 on this date in California, Terry Kath puts ah. what he thought was an empty gun to his head after partying for a couple of days in a row. Pulled the trigger. There was a bullet in the chamber, and he was gone. This song? On uh, this date really? in 1978. Story well, is the oldest time. That's yeah. it. He is the lead singer in this song, Chuck. I mean, I'm playing it for a reason. That's all. Oh, yeah. So wait, so he points a gun at his head. Yeah, well, he was a gun fanatic. Okay. Always had guns. Right. So he's up, he's partying a couple And he's at a roadie's house. Right. Party. And the roadie says, come on, man. He's cleaning his guns. Now's not the time. He said, hey, won't we'll worry about it. He took took out the clip, you know, pulled the trigger, put the clip back in, Ugh. put it to his head. See, it's not loaded. Don't worry, it's not loaded, I believe, were his exact last words. It was. Ugh. And the sound of Chicago changed forever <laughs> from that day forward. And I think in about five or six days, he'll be 31. So we'll bring up Terry Calf again. Do we, um, on a, a note
1: similar, or do He we- would have been a 32, I believe. Nick, this was probably a story you heard growing up, too. Like, these kids who go to parties and play this Russian roulette. Like, is that still a thing that happens? I I would hope not. But you remember hearing that was like a big thing. There's one bullet in the chamber. Mm -hmm. You got a party full of people and you're handing the gun around. I'm like, somebody's going to lose. No, they go to raves and take eggs. (laughs) And they drop the gummies. They drop gummies.
0: And then shoot them between the toes. (laughs) Uh, 1986, on this date, the inaugural Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class uh, featuring a bunch of different artists including this guy, James Brown. They were all inducted. Chuck Berry, James Brown, Ray Charles, Sam Cooke, Fats Domino, the Everly Brothers, Buddy Holly, Jerry Lee Lewis, Elvis, Little Richard.
1: Hmm. Pretty good class, huh? That's a great way to kick it off. Now, Nick, you've been to the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I'm assuming. Yeah. Thoughts on the uh, presentation? Um, You know, it's
0: a museum. I mean, after a while, it's okay. I, I think I, I've seen everything I needed to so see. when the
1: world of Coke is bigger, it sort of lets me down that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame didn't have there more. should have be been more stuff. Yeah. The listening I room's mean, really cool. I thought the, I thought that earlier was cool. I, just, I, I yeah. thought it would take me longer me to too. get through it.
0: Yeah, it was, it was kind of a letdown. Me and mm-hmm. Domino went there together years ago.
1: I wish I had a video camera on that expedition.
0: Yeah. Weren't phones back then. It would have
2: been interesting. There would have been selfies galore. Mm-hmm. James Brown played the very first Music Midtown in 1994. Did they do a really? the trick back then? Yeah. Oh. Got me every time. Huh. Who else Think was on tired? that bill, Westy? I saw the knack <laughs> right before I saw James Brown. This was Saturday night. If you remember, the early days of Music Midtown were at this tract of undeveloped land. Yep by the Midtown Marta Station, where the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta now stands.
1: There was a distinct smell. There was an odor already there.
2: That, to me, was the greatest location for Midtown Atlanta. You had the skyscrapers all around you. You had the train right there. And as Matt was saying, the uh, sweet smell of uh, Mother Nature in the yeah. air. It's like being at a tech game. Uh, In
0: 1993, on this date, the 50th Golden Globes uh, was held, and Al Pacino won best performance in a motion picture for this.
2: Get on with your life,
0: would you? What life?
2: I got no life.
0: I'm in the dark here. (laughs) You understand? I'm in the dark.
1: Nobody chewed scenery
0: like Al Pacino
1: to this day. I was just watching Two for the Money a couple of days ago, and it never stopped. Nope. He grabs uh, Matt McConaughey at one point, pulls him in, and overacts while he's whispering. Like, I, you, it's hard to overact whispering. Well, I mean, and Come the on, fun.
3: you've got one offense. Uh, you're okay? right. Like, I mean, you're, <laughs> you're right. You're he's like for bleach. that.
0: You just got the air raid
3: offense. Yeah, you're it. not. You're not wishbone one week and. Yes spread the next. <laughs> right? I mean,
1: he was that guy in any given Sunday, right? Just didn't dog day afternoon. Yeah, his voice didn't change yet at that point. Oh, in
3: he? heat talking to um, Val Kilmer.
1: Same I mean, thing? no, no, uh, Hank Azaria. Same thing in, in, in uh,
2: oh, God, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, like you can go, he's the same guy in everything. Did y'all see Danny Collins, where Pacino plays the washed up 1970s rocker? No. No. You got to check that one out. I will. Very good. The only movie he didn't overact or movies
0: were the first two Godfathers. I think he was more subdued there. Understated in his career at
1: that point. Yeah. Right. Uh,
0: 2018, on this date, Neil Diamond retires from touring after his Parkinson's diagnosis. From what I understand, Turn Off, you and uh, The Road Dog did see Neil Diamond together. Back well, in 2008. It's not like we went with
1: each other. We were at the same facility at the same time. That's so not what I heard. Yeah, we went on a date. and Adam and I had a great time. So, on, And that performance, he did more talking, and he always talked, but more talking right. than actual singing. And he did Sweet Caroline three times. Oh, yeah. And he was still wearing the, the jumpsuit, and it was, like, too tight, and a lot of sequins. So he, he gave you what you wanted. Like, every Jewish woman from Alpharetta was thrilled. Mm-hmm.
0: It's a kind of an inside joke, but uh, doesn't my buddy Don, as he gets older, look more like Neil Diamond? 100%. Just kind of hit me. I don't know. Yeah, 100%. No, when you play, no tra- one knows what I'm
2: talking about. But when, you, when you play a track three times over the course of a show, what was the sequencing, Matt? First song, middle song, right before the intermission, and then no. encore. Oh, there was
1: it back to back. Yeah, it was back to back. He did it, and then it, let's do it again. And I, it oh, might have no. been the curtain call or the yes, yeah. absolutely. I was like going that arena, right? Correct. I was there. yep it was yep. awesome. And that's fine. I, if you're
3: gonna sing me "Sweet Caroline," that's fine. See, but he had a stand-in for Barbara for the flower song, and you're like, "All right, so we're we're getting Neil Diamond, but we can't." Get Barbara so that's kind of talk to me
0: anymore so I don't know if you saw the jazz singer but
1: it's not really it's not great acting by Neil Diamond let's put it that (laughs) way shocking yeah I will add stiff here's the nice thing if you're somebody who likes to go out but wants to be home early Neil didn't make you wait to come on late like it was like 701 and he's out there sitting on a
0: stool uh, history was made on the state in 1984. Hulk Hogan beats the Iron Sheik to become the WWF champion for the first time.
3: Hulk Hogan he drops a big
2: Westy,
0: where were you when Hogan won the title?
2: What date in 1984 this was eight. it? What's the matter with you? Uh, I would have been probably still in Knoxville, still in school. I was seven. It
1: was game-changing. And it I will was. say, did you hear Gorilla stick the landing on the call right there? He's the best. Hulkamania is born. I don't want to say too much because we're taking a deeper dive on this a little bit later on. But what We're doing what? You heard me. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is one of the red letter dates in history. Oh, I need to pay attention to this then. Well, you, there's a show if it's sheet. Coming up again later. Show sheet right in front of you. Brother. Uh, I would say. Sounds hauntingly familiar. But what a uh, weird time for the WWF before Hogan that we went Iron Sheik and Bob Backlund, mm-hmm. right? I mean, neither guy was transcendent. Neither guy was going to be able to fill arenas. My understanding, the way they talk about Bruno Sam, uh, San Martinez, Bruno filled arenas for a very long time while he held that championship. And again, it was a different era in wrestling. To, to hit the right jackpot for the WWF and have Hulk Hogan everything Who, came together oh, he's the Babe Ruth of wrestling and he, it's, yeah. he invented what we know as mainstream sort of wrestling it was on NBC on Saturday nights it was
2: I mean it became part of Saturday morning cartoons it was everything by the time I got to Atlanta Hulk obviously this was 84 was an established superstar y'all would know this more than I when did he launch his career how long did it take him to get to that point in 84
1: Thunderloops was the thing. Well, that put him on the national map, but he had been in the AWA. He had done the circuits where he was Harry the Hulk Boulder. He was a bad guy in the AWA. He had done the regional bits a while. And when he did Rocky, he had gotten fired by Vince's father, who said, if you go to this movie, you're gone. So he gets fired, goes to the AWA. Vince Jr. brings him back, and the rest, as they say, is history.
2: So late 70s, maybe he yes. started?
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah, that
0: sounds about right, yep. 78 or so. Uh, Tiffany Thiessen celebrates a birthday today. Uh, worth $10 million. And looks, pretty much looks the same. I
1: saw her on Instagram recently. She was doing some cooking thing. She looks great. Yeah, I know. She's held up wonderfully. And anybody my age, Tiffany Thiessen's probably at the top of your Mount Rushmore of crushes. Was Is that it wrong the list? Did we watched this crushes? when we were in college? So I would say crushes, but I would put her in like a Nicole Eggert kind of a category. Okay. I, would yeah. her, I would put her there. Um, again, I'd probably have to take it deeper. Like an Alyssa Milano. Sort of in that grouping. Does a Shannon Doherty. No, ride. no, 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 no. Not to that group. Jenny Garth, no. Next level. Like th- this, I'm giving you Mount Rushmore here. You're giving me, you know, qualifiers. And those are fine, but no. It's, it's a different stratosphere. So she's 50
0: years old, like I said, worth uh, $10 million. Sully Sullenberger celebrates a birthday today.
2: We can't make it.
1: We're going to end up in the Hudson. I'm sorry,
2: say it again. Low green
1: and they went into the Hudson. What you guys think of that movie? Slow, very yeah. slow. Yeah,
0: very slow. So the
1: reenactment that you just heard there, as they were trying to prove that he could have turned around and landed at the airport, at one point, all you hear is they go birds. Like it, like as the plane's going down, they're going to be calm enough to go oh birds, and then they just you know land in the middle of the Hudson. Like nobody are pretty much that calm. Yeah, are you? Be, right? How's until, that possible? Until it's the very end. I hit my brakes hard in the car and I act more Well, you're
0: you're responsible for a, a lot of people there in the air, so you can't really, you know, push the panic button there. Okay. He's a hero though. All I ask is that at least one time in every movie, don't even, you know, make a big deal about it. Just let the movie keep going. Just one line in every movie Tom Hanks talks like Forrest Gump. Just one line. Just <laughs> out, out of nowhere. We're gonna land in the Hudson just real quick and then you go right back into so character. if he
1: was in he was in front of Congress he could have said that's all I have to say about that yeah that's it okay. and then the movie just goes on that makes sense what about when he was Captain Phillips where would that where would that have worked pirates you're, you're the captain you're the captain now <laughs> polar, Do polar Express now <laughs> I
0: don't know any lines for Polar. Express. going to the North Pole now uh, we're going to the North Pole you need a ticket
1: <laughs> I like this game I do yeah. just just one line All that's right. too big <laughs> Chopsticks. Thank
0: you. Larry King passed away on this date at the age of
3: 87. 180 episodes. You gave it up, right? I did, sorry. They didn't cancel you. Oh. You
2: canceled oh. them. You're not aware of this? No, I'm, I'm asking you. Guys. You think I got canceled? Are you under the impression I, that I got hurt canceled? I hurt you, Jerry? I thought don't, that was pretty well documented. This is, most a, shows is this go still down. CNN? Don't most shows go down a little? Most people do also. I oh. went off the air Was the number one
3: show on television, oh.
2: Larry. You were all, do you know well, who I am? Jewish guy, Brooklyn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. 75 million viewers okay. last episode. What? Don't it was, take I it can't. so bad. Well, that's a What's the big difference between being canceled and being number one? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry.
1: We'll be right back.
2: Jeez.
1: Jerry was like, no joke. He was really upset. Yeah.
0: That is a silly thing to say. Yeah. That Larry King took pride in not researching anything. I don't know if that's something to really take pride in.
1: But even if you didn't do a bit of research, I don't know, four-year-olds knew that that show could have <laughs> come, <laughs> come back Around for another planet. season. Yeah. Like, now you played
0: Costanza, right? I mean, Jerry walked away from <laughs> the like, show Seinfeld. A
1: huge offer. What's from my NBC. last name, Larry? But he had to get the viewers, and 75 million viewers. Yeah, Jerry is. uh... There's been a big turnover. Jerry's very serious about his comedy and explaining his craft for the I years. I love it's serious like, comedians; they're my favorite. Well, but but he has to explain <laughs> the craft and the cadence. And I'm like Jerry. I mean, come
0: on. Take that one time we had Robert Wall, and he goes, "Yes, uh, I'm doing a. Uh, it's a workshop. I'm doing a. Uh, it's, it's not really a." Comedy standpoint. It's more or less a history lesson. All right, thank you. (laughs) I mean, you're the guy that farted (laughs) Valari in Hollywood
2: Nights.
1: (laughs) Relax. When did we start taking ourselves this seriously that we have to have Seinfeld teach a course on comedy? I don't know. Uh, Jack Lalane would have celebrated a
0: birthday, but he passed away on this date at the age of 96. Juicing is the easy way to help save your life, and I guarantee. So don't delay. Order your Jack LaLanne power juicer now for only four monthly payments of fifty nine ninety five. What? That's it?
1: Four payments of $60 for to get easy, your juicer. Easy payments. <laughs> yeah, says you. Right. Well, here's the thing. My question about, and you guys know this better than me. Do we remember how, what was Jack LaLanne's health like in his 90s, for instance? 91, 92. Um, I think he was still in decent okay. shape. Yeah, but we had
3: just a... the zip-up jumpsuit and yeah. he could do calisthenics more yeah. than
0: anything. I, you know, we had him on to, I don't even know why he was on, but he couldn't hear anything
1: Okay. at that point. So, so you know, when
0: you get older, you just can't hear. Well, that's the question. Well. Would
1: I rather live a fun life full of, you know, uh, narcotics and uh, fatty foods and whatever and diet like 62 or live this healthy Jack Lane I can't hear and I, I'm i just counting down the days till He's death Walking at around in a,
0: a jumpsuit where they right. can see your twigs and berries.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, like, what, who's winning in that? Um... I understand what you're saying. It's quite the conundrum. Well it's not like at ninety something you can drive. Can't really do anything. Nobody wants to be around you. And he was he was worth fifteen million, but he's ninety six
0: when right. he passes away. So what are you doing really? Say, Thank like you. what's like it's a Tuesday. What's a typical Tuesday at
1: two twenty like for Jack Lelane at ninety five? Tw- all right, two twenty. He's had lunch at twelve, a a second snack nap. at one. He is probably gonna doze off. Mm-hmm. He's gonna have dinner at five and then he's just counting down Judge to Judy. bed. I just, yeah, that's uh,
0: to me. That's not living, boss. Again, it's it's a fair point. Johnny Carson passed away on this date in two thousand
2: and five at next the age of seventy nine. Truly, what? Did what did I say? Next. And you corrected me in front of millions of people, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, the the Cordova uh, <laughs> <laughs> Christmas bonus <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> were three hundred million. Production company, he owned the show, owned the 1230 show. And to his credit, he did the thing that's toughest to do. When he walked away, you never saw him again. Nope, except uh, on the movie The Late Shift. Oh, I'm sorry, that was, was Richard Rich Little. Little, right?
3: He delivered the top ten to Dave he, one night, didn't he? Did he did that. And he walked then, out and...
1: Because the crowd wouldn't stop cheering, he, could, he sat down and got up and walked off. You know, he loved Letterman in a way that was... I'm yeah, sure Letterman, you know. it's the greatest thing for Letterman ever. He would send jokes to Letterman... For the monologue, and Dave would mix him in. And when Johnny died, the whole monologue that night from Dave was all Johnny delivered uh, jokes that were sent to Letterman.
0: you about me? He didn't send me any jokes.
1: Because you know why they didn't pass the baton? Jay should have said
0: something. Yeah, you're right. He didn't want to know how the sausage was made. <laughs> you saw the late shift.
2: You know what we're talking about. You should see that movie. <laughs> you see, that still holds that, up. That
0: should, that should be point. Absolutely. That's
2: my friend Jay Leno. Yep. Y'all should see Danny Collins. Al Pacino, Bobby Cannavale, right, you already sold it. You Jennifer sold Garner, it. you closed me on it. Nick, Don't how do you think though?
1: It. Like I, I picture Leno's closet because when I met him, he was in the Canadian tuxedo. He yeah, was wearing my denim,
0: it. Yeah, denim, denim, yeah.
1: He was yeah. in the full denim. I was like, you can work on a car, you can do
3: a stand up, you can meet yeah. fans. Everything you can do in the denim on denim.
0: Yeah, I can't go out do my man on the street stuff with Mavis.
1: He did look tired AF, though. I mean, he's in his seventies. I'm like, he look tired. He's been working for fifty <laughs> years. He's one of these guys who cannot right. sit down. It's or like just Nick Saban. One I, what, job. What, what, yeah. yeah, what is Nick Saban going to do now? I mean, that's still game he days. He'll move to game day. But but like, still, what's he like? Like during the week, what's he going to do? Know. It's a good question. He's he needs something yeah. of a task, or else I don't want to say it, but you know what I'm saying. Alan Collins passed
0: away on this date, guitarist from Leonard Skinner, at the age of 37. This is their final LP, Street Survivors, which is a great, not good, great album. Didn't end well for, well, none of them, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the last one to pass? Gary Rossington? I think Gary Rossington yeah. was the last to go. When You Die at yeah. 37. Artemis is- pile, I think, is still around the, he is. the uh, drummer. I think he's the last one. His
3: house was for sale in like, Marietta or Kennesaw somewhere recently. If you Google, art, yeah, if you Google, yeah, kind of a normal house, as I recall. I don't know. Six months ago, maybe I saw it. Mm. A month ago, something. Artemis about so, Google it.
1: So if you do go at thirty-seven, natural causes can't be listed on the. I, I don't think so. I think he has a. You got in a real bad accident. That's
0: what the song was about. Ah. The accident that he got in, and yeah, it just kind of went downhill from there. Yeah. Yeah, thirty-seven is not natural causes. Mm. Anyway, I want to thank Grady Jarrett for joining ended. us today. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's how we end. Okay. Little Skinner playing us out. <laughs> Westy, thanks for sitting in. Brandon Harper, our engineer, thank you. Everybody back at the studio, Adam Gillespie, Matt Lear, Cullen Madden, Taquan. Thank you all, Derek Thomas, as well. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Hopefully, Domeno will be back tomorrow. Guys, he says he's going to be back after back surgery okay. today. Right. Um, I think Westy will be here tomorrow as well. Domeno and Jelena, The Fan, 680 at 93.7 FM. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? How? The power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.
2: Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle.